0: Welcome to Tutor Talk, the Tutor Doctor podcast where we talk about all things tutor. I'm Becky, the Education Experience Specialist here at Tutor Doctor Home Office, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we're joined by Dr. Diane Vetter, and she's going to tell us all about developing a relationship with your students. Dr. Vetter has taught for many years in local school boards and she currently teaches at York University's Faculty of Education in Toronto, Ontario. At York University, Diane is responsible for the practicum program, which focuses on mentoring the mentor. She has also conducted research into mentorship and specializes in literacy and experimental education. Hi, Diane. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Becky. I'm really excited to have you here. I, I really want to get your thoughts on uh, the relationship that tutors build with their students. Uh, I know that you do a lot of work with uh, mentoring the mentor uh, and that through all of your experience, you've you've seen the power of those relationships. So I was hoping you could tell us why that relationship is so important to the tutor and student dynamic.
1: Well, Actually, I find that relationship is really foundational to everything that we do in relationship to other people, Um, even relationship to learning and and to the things that we want to learn. And when relationship is strong, there's much more give and take. Um, Trust is much greater, and the ability to meet any challenges that arise in a relationship uh, well, then that ability is much stronger when you you have a really good relationship. Um, people can be more patient with someone that they like and that they feel comfortable with. Um, people will give a little more and, and take that extra step and work a little harder um, for a relationship that is strong and that has a good foundation.
0: I absolutely can understand that. I mean, if you put it into perspective with your social roles. Uh, If you're not really that keen on somebody, you're not really willing to go out of your way for them. So that makes complete sense that from a tutor and student perspective, that that relationship is really going to help to build that safe learning environment that the student can flourish in and the student's going to be willing to give a little bit more in their sessions with the tutor if they've got that great reform relationship developed.
1: Absolutely. I I think that the very first thing that we have to to do is to build relationship. And um, as a teacher, September, I, I think most teachers would agree with me. A lot of time in the classroom is spent building relationships in the first month of school because teachers really understand that the importance of the relationship is key in the learning that's going to happen throughout the rest of the year.
0: I remember that as a student myself and then for my own teacher education. And I mean, if you put yourself in the student's shoes, it's really difficult uh, to learn effectively in an environment where you're not comfortable. And so if you don't have that relationship with the person that's trying to educate you, uh, it can really kind of put you in a position where you're not open to learning. So I I think the relationship, like you said, is, is integral to the effectiveness of education uh, in order to allow students to feel relaxed and able to open themselves up to learning. Absolutely. So with all of that, uh, understanding is one of the, the values of tutor Doctor. Uh, it's one of our core values. So what role does understanding play in the relationship between students and tutor?
1: Well, we can look at understanding in two ways. We can look at understanding as in understanding each other, um, and then we can look at understanding as in understanding the material that we're studying or that we're learning. And um, as we discussed just a moment ago, Understanding each other is key, because if I know something about you, if I know what your interests are, if I know what motivates you to learn, if I understand what challenges you, then I can prepare much better as a tutor to meet your needs. And obviously, in a tutor-student relationship, The whole goal is to meet the learning needs of the student. That's what the tutor's there for. And so developing those personal understandings prior to getting into the nitty-gritty of the actual learning will allow the tutor to develop context, to provide examples, to really engage the student in what's happening in the learning relationship. In terms of understanding the material, um, I'm sure we all have information that we've stored in our memory banks that has really little meaning beyond our ability to restate the information. And a simple example of that might be um, memorizing multiplication tables. And I would be the first one to agree that memorizing the multiplication tables is valuable. It helps us to calculate or to estimate things far more quickly in our daily lives. However, if memorization ends at memorization and doesn't go and develop understandings, then what we have memorized really restricts us into the boundaries of what we've memorized. So an example might be if you memorized your times tables up to 12 times 12, but you're out shopping and you see something you need to buy and it's $16 and you need to buy four of them, knowing your times tables up to 12 times 12 is not really going to be as helpful in getting a quick answer. On the other hand, if you understand that multiplication is simply a fast way to do repeated addition, then you can add 16 and 16 and get 32 as a total for two things that you want to buy, and you know that four things is just double two things, then all of a sudden you can add 32 and 32 and know that whatever it is that you want to buy, your four items are going to cost you $64. And if we want to expand that a little bit further beyond the memorization of facts, we can look at information we might have memorized, perhaps even about a country that we plan to visit. Um, But in a fast-changing world, what we memorized about that country in school might be totally obsolete in today's society. And therefore, it's important to have understanding about how to learn and how to seek out and how to verify current And accurate information as well. So understanding is really important in the relationship. And understanding is really important in terms of what it is we want to learn.
0: Those are all really valid points. And and lots of different things fired off in my brain there when you were talking. So when you're talking about understanding in terms of seeing beyond what you've just memorized, you're talking about understanding the why of things is the way that I'm perceiving it is understanding why uh, two times two is four uh, and being able to look at the reasoning and be able to then transfer that to other knowledge that you have and expand upon it, which I think is something that's really important. And that's a key role of tutors is helping students to understand why they are doing these things. Uh, And I know for me, math was always a challenge and I hated My grandmother used to drill me on my uh, times tables before I could go outside and I hated it. And uh, when I really finally understood the why of multiplication and that it was just repeated addition, it all clicked for me. It got much easier. So I know as tutors, having the ability to convey that understanding to your students is really beneficial. Um, And going back to what you were saying about the understanding and the relationship, I, I completely agree. It's... It's really difficult to engage somebody if you don't understand who they are as a person, don't understand what interests them motivates them. So that's key to getting students uh, excited about tutoring and getting them to sit down and and actually be present with the material and, and take it all in. I think there's another extension to understanding as well, um, and please feel free to disagree, but I think that it's also about understanding what's happening in a student's world. So understanding that maybe they've had a bad day that day and that's why they seem a little bit off or there's something happening in the family or they've had a fight with their friends or they're feeling really stressed. I think having that level of understanding is integral as well.
1: Absolutely. And one of the the uh, things that I would... Think about when I was talking about that type of understanding, is also um, how we make sure that we don't turn that type of understanding into putting our tutors into roles that they're not prepared for. Um, Tutors are not trained counselors; they're not psychologists. They're tutors. Um, They do an outstanding job at what they're meant to do. But um, understanding how someone's daily life is impacting their ability to focus in the moment is a wonderful attribute. But moving beyond that and trying to take those understandings and develop them into something in a relationship that's beyond a tutoring relationship can sometimes be um, challenging and often even downright dangerous. So that's something we want to, to avoid.
0: Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. I was meaning it from the perspective of, you know, your student who's usually really cheerful and bouncy comes in trudging to the kitchen table, plops down and is like, all right, let's do some math. And understanding that maybe that day you need to look at doing things that are a little more lighthearted, look at doing things that are a little more fun, as opposed to things that um, that student may see as a little more dry. Um, So maybe putting away the piece of paper and the pencil and looking at something physical that you can do just to kind of help that student feel a little bit more engaged. And I agree that as tutors, we need to be very cognizant that we're not overstepping the bounds of what tutoring is. Um, But I think it's still really valuable to be aware of what's happening in your student's life with regards to things that could kind of set them, uh, behind in tutoring, um, make them a little bit less excited to engage with you that day. Um, and that as tutors, uh, we can kind of, that we can tailor our approach in order to meet the needs of the student in the moment, uh, and have that level of understanding that some days just don't go that well for students. And so we need to, um, we need to adjust our plans accordingly and and be prepared to, uh, to kind of help ease them into tutoring a little bit more when there's something heavy on their minds. And if it's something like they're feeling a little bit stressed because they have some tests upcoming, maybe that means that you're going to uh, take some time to teach them some study techniques or some ways to help organize themselves to help relieve that pressure a little bit.
1: Definitely. I would agree. Great. That's,
0: that's wonderful. Um, so we've talked a lot about engagement, especially when we're talking about understanding. Um, so I was wondering if you could shed some light for us on how engagement is more effective and valuable in a tutoring relationship than taking more of an authoritarian approach.
1: Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that you can't get inside a student's head. Uh, they may be physically present, but as you've mentioned, their mind may be on something else, some pressing issue in their lives or simply fatigue. Um, and so you have no idea really whether or not they are internalizing your message or you're teaching. Uh, I mean, sometimes you can tell by the look on someone's face, but some kids are also very good um, actors. And uh, you might think they're paying attention, but their mind is 100 miles away. So what you need to do is you need to avoid asking or demanding that a student focus, because that generally results in only a very brief moment of intention, followed by, again, the daydreaming or the disengagement that's going on, you know, behind those eyes, um, and engaging a student with something that they want to give their attention to. So something that really willingly and often enthusiastically allows them to um, focus on the learning. So in that way, engagement has much to do with, as we talked about before, with relationship, with understanding the student that you're working with, and importantly, with context. Because if you know what a student is interested in, then you can tailor your work with that student to focus around something that really catches the student's attention. Uh, Even with the youngest students, the selection of materials um, that you might choose, uh, books or topics. Uh, If you have a student that needs to learn to count backwards and is struggling with it, but is a sports fan, looking at that uh, clock in an arena, counting down the last minutes of play or on the field, all of a sudden brings that into a context that the student can understand. Um, if you have a student that's really interested in reading about dinosaurs or animals or whatever it is, there's really no reason why you can't use that material to engage the student and keep them interested rather than on something else that you may have brought because it was interesting to you or that, you know, just may be handy in terms of resources. I think one of the Biggest problems we have is that we tend to use the resources to guide what we do with the student, and sometimes resources can be really found easily at hand. Um, You know, a, a children's magazine, or for older students, the local newspaper. And there's so many interesting topics and ideas and things to discuss that allow you to put the learning in context and engage that student in a place where they're really interested. So it
0: sounds like you're saying it's about understanding who your student is and getting creative. And one of the things that I've always said is that tutoring doesn't need to take place at a kitchen table and it doesn't need to include a pencil and and paper. And um, just like you said, it's it's about looking for those resources that are at hand. Uh, you mentioned the student who's really interested in hockey. I had a student like that, and we were working on some math. And uh, we went out into the driveway, and we grabbed his hockey net and his hockey sticks and a puck, and we uh, we tried to score goals on each other. Uh, and then we used those numbers that we had collected in order to um, to to work on the math that he was working on in school. And it was a really uh, effective technique for him. It was really engaging. He loved beating me in hockey. Um, so it, it really took tutoring to another level. And like you said, it's, it's about looking around to see what you can find. I'll frequently use board games with students and change them up a little bit, uh, put some paper tape on there to change some of the board or the spinner. Um, And I found that to be a really effective tool as well. So I can understand how using that engagement is going to be way more effective in helping your student be in the right mindset for learning.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the the world is a learning space, and there's so many things out there that we can use to facilitate learning for students. Things that really do engage them, things that are interesting in their lives. Um, you know, whether it be as you, as you say, a, a game or a physical activity, or um, perhaps even a style of literature that they're not used to being allowed to use in terms of academic achievement, for example, allowing students to read from a comic book or a graphic novel as opposed to something more traditional. All these types of things really help engage students in learning.
0: Absolutely. And I love that you just said having them read from a graphic novel. um, That's one that I have Said to parents for so many years, a lot of parents feel like graphic novels aren't substance worthy reading. And you can actually get graphic novels now that are classic literature. I have a copy of The Hobbit in graphic novel form. Um, And for some students, that's a really engaging thing for them. And it really helps to suck them into the learning. I know there are some graphic novels that surround World War II and uh, they've got some really great learnings and information in it but they're it's presented to students in the form of a comic with mice as the as the characters so I've I've always been a, a huge proponent of the anything can be reading material and I really love that you just mentioned graphic novels.
1: You know, and I think one of the things that that kind of leads me to think about right now is, um, you know, what we call metacognition. So the process of understanding or having awareness of how we know something and how we learn. And students, you know, with some um, think aloud with a tutor can really delve into their own learning processes and how they learn best and what strategies work most efficiently for them to help them to learn. And for some students, um, you know, having music and um, helps them to learn things. For other students it's different genres of reading materials or it's different styles. Some students learn best using um, technology. And so what we really want to do is to help our students able to analyze themselves and understand how they learn best and what can help them to become better learners and what strategies work for them and what strategies don't work for them so that they can make uh, appropriate choices about strategies that really will facilitate their learning. And when they have those strategies at hand and they have a tutor who really um, supports them in using those relevant strategies, that also helps make the relationship so much stronger and it helps make the learning so much more effective.
0: Yeah, I think that's a key role that tutors can play. And um, metacognition is, is certainly a very useful skill for students to develop. Um, you know, if you think back to your own learning, people told you when you were young, this is the way that you do it. These are the strategies that you need to use. And they're not always the most effective. Like, for example, like I said earlier, with my my grandmother drilling me on, on my multiplication facts, that, that wasn't a good strategy for me. Instead, developing that why and realizing that in math, I need to understand why things are happening in order for me to grasp the concepts. Being able to look at your own learning and see what strategies are actually useful to you as opposed to the ones people are telling you to use really does make you a more effective learner. And that's kind of the moment that I found in tutoring when students realize which strategies are working, that's when they really gain a lot of confidence in their abilities and their own learning. And they really seem to take off, and start to drive their learning uh, and really push themselves to want to learn more because it suddenly has become easier in a sense because they found that key and they found what it, what's working for them.
1: Absolutely. And and I think, you know, that focus that you've mentioned on why is really, really important. And I think that if we help our students to understand that that's sort of where they're headed, not just to learn what, is happening or what is going on in in this something, or not even to learn just how. So for example, you know, what might be memorizing that two times two is four, and how might be, you know, working with some manipulatives to see how that works. But why is where we really get into, you know, like, why is two times two four? Well, because two times two is like two groups of two, and, and, you know, that's a very simplistic expression. Explanation, But if you apply that to other areas and students can actually delve deeply into the why of something, then they can go on to an even greater step. And that's what if. Well, what if I wanted to multiply four times four? Well, could I multiply two times two and then two times two? And what if I did things in different ways? And, you know, what if when I'm writing something, I start with the end? And then create the beginning. What would happen then? How would my story be different? And so I think it's really important for both tutors and and for the students themselves to really understand that we really want that progression from, you know, what to how to why to what if. And and that's the really bigger thinking that goes on.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think when students get to that what if stage, that's when learning really opens up for them uh, because then they start to get that sense of wondering and they start to ask those questions and seeking out the answers. And that makes all the difference when it comes to education. If students just accept what they're told and what they're taught, they will learn, but they're not going to learn as much as if they took the initiative to start figuring out the way things work, the way that works and start to experiment with their own learning. So I've always pushed my students to, to move into that what if Uh, space and start to to pose those questions and seek out those answers.
1: I agree. Absolutely. That's what we need to do. Mm -hmm.
0: We've talked a lot about um, tutors and students and uh, what tutors can do with students and for students. Um, So in your opinion, what's a tutor's role in a student's educational team?
1: Uh, The tutor is a partner. And I think we're all, uh, whether we're teachers or parents or tutors, uh, we're all partners in a child's learning. And it's a very important role, tutoring. And it is often the the piece that will give the child that sort of leap ahead into something that they might not otherwise have had the chance for. And so I think the tutor really needs to see themselves as a key part of the team um, and their value is very high in what they're doing. And as such, um, when the value is high, so is the responsibility. And so I think, uh, tutors that see themselves as partners that take responsibility for that student's learning, um, they're really going to be giving their best to the student that's coming to them for assistance.
0: I, it sounds like you're, uh, from what you're saying about responsibility, that sounds an awful lot like our core value of ownership as well. Um, So taking ownership over your role as a tutor and realizing the importance of what it is that you're doing and making sure that the student feels that you're on their side, you're part of their team and that you're there to help them succeed.
1: Absolutely. I mean, a child should never be um, dreading tutoring. A child should never be fearful to ask a question of the tutor. And in order for that to happen, the the relationship needs to be there, but the tutor needs also to demonstrate that not knowing something is okay. It's not a bad thing to not know something. In fact, not knowing something is really the first step in all the learning that we do, because not knowing is what sort of spurs us to become curious and takes us off into that stage of wondering. And it's at those stages of curiosity and wondering that the greatest learning happens. And so not knowing is really a gift.
0: I love that. Not knowing is a gift. I need to make that my new motto. Um, And I, I've seen that in tutoring sessions before I've worked with uh, students and they've posed a question and I've looked at them and said, you know what? I, I don't know. That's a great question. And then you have the opportunity to model with them how you can find that answer. Um, And you have the opportunity to start asking more questions to get a little bit deeper into uh, the subject and to kind of help them round out that learning and and encourage them to pose even more questions. And I find that students are often kind of impressed with themselves when they're able to, as I call it, stump the tutor um, and pose a question that the tutor doesn't have an immediate answer to. And I think it also demonstrates for them that not knowing is okay, uh, that there's nothing to be shameful of, that everybody doesn't know something. Nobody can know everything. And so for them to be sat with a tutor who they see as being the one who knows everything. I mean, they're the subject matter expert and to be able to pose a question that they don't have an immediate answer to, I think is really encouraging for students and it can really help build that confidence in them because they see that it's normal not to know. It doesn't mean Anything about their intelligence, it's not a bad thing. Uh, It just means that we need to look at how we can find the answer to that question.
1: Absolutely. And it gives a tutor the opportunity then to become the lead learner. And uh, and so tutor and student can uh, be partners in the learning experience when they're learning something together with the tutor as a more experienced learner in the process of learning, but discovering new information together.
0: Oh, I like that that phrase lead learner as well. I'm going to start using that too.
1: Well, it's not original. Um, I, I can't give you exactly the citation of where it comes from, but um, yes, it's a wonderful vision of tutor as lead learner.
0: Yeah, I like it. It's very descriptive and to the point. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm sad you didn't come up with it, but I'm really glad you introduced me to it. So, um, So I just have one final question. So we've talked about where a tutor falls, what a tutor's role is within a student's educational team. But I know that a lot of tutors struggle with this. Where do tutors need to draw the line between being friendly and approachable and being professional?
1: Well, in my opinion, the tutor always needs to be professional. I think the question comes is how do you define professional? If you're thinking of professional as cold and remote, then that's not what I'm thinking about as professional. Um, professionals are friendly and approachable. Um, professionals um, will encourage a student, as we just talked about, to ask questions, to um, take risks with their learning. A professional makes the tutoring environment a safe place where the student can ask those questions and say those things that they might not have the uh, you know, the courage, let's say, to ask in class or to raise their hand and say in front of a classroom full of all of their peers and a teacher. And so the tutor always is the professional, but the professional is a friendly and approachable person who creates a a really safe and uh, inclusive space where the student can feel they can take risks with their learning and really move ahead.
0: Okay, so it's not an they're not separate things. Being friendly and approachable is a; it can still be a form of professionalism. I think that'll be really reassuring for some of our listeners because I know many of the tutors that are working with Tutor Doctor are new to tutoring. So I'm sure that it will be really reassuring for them to hear that uh, it's it's all about just creating that environment and making sure that. You're someone that your student can turn to and pose those questions and uh, and that you can really encourage their learning that way i would agree perfect well thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today diane you had a lot of really good insight and a lot of really great information for and i'm sure our our listeners really got a lot from our chat and uh, it was wonderful speaking with you i know you're headed off on your summer vacation and so i hope you enjoy yourself
1: Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. And uh, I hope that your tutors have found this to be helpful. Have a great day.
0: Wonderful. Thanks, Diane. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining Diane and I. Tune in to our next Tutor Talk episode for more interviews, development topics, tips, and stories from tutors just like you. Happy tutoring, and we'll talk to you next time.